What's up, everything? Today on a jam-packed show, we've got COVID chaos, the inevitable Olympics ouster, Bishop's bye-bye, Neighbors' national necessity, Chikrin chatter, and the Blues' blustery, bold, breathtaking beatings of their bastardly, broken, bitchy opponents. It's all that ahead on the Two Guys One Cup podcast, so let's get started and let's go Springfield Thunderbirds. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, December sixteenth, just nine days from the day before Kwanzaa, and <laughs> we are here together. That's uh, a real holiday. It is. It is. You know, um, but uh, it is always funny just sitting there right after Christmas. I don't know if it's it always, always the twenty sixth. I feel like it is. It's but. I should know more about Kwanzaa. That I'm just that's I'm not gonna front. That's just all I know about yeah. it is that it's on the twenty sixth. Like Boxing Day. That's right, which we also don't celebrate. So, you know, it's all bad. But uh, we are here, we are gathered together. There's the uh, necessary <laughs> required ding from my t- computer that I always forget to put in silent. That's someone tweeting that's, you about Kwanzaa. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a uh, if there's a two guys, one cup drinking game, that is certainly on it. I know that for sure. Um, Ian, we've got a lot of hockey to talk about uh-huh. tonight. And I think it's important that we get to it. But first, you have some very strong opinions about Generation 4 starting Pokemon in uh, the Pokemon universe. Uh, the choices, of course, being Turtwig, Piplup, and Chimchar. And I just wanted to give you safe space uh, for your expressions on that issue, if you so choose. Do you have any thoughts Any thoughts about the appropriate starter Pokemon for Generation 4, newly re-released? Oh, yes. Uh, it's... It's Turtwig by a country mile. You gotta pick Turtwig. Yeah, he's grass. I get it. Grass pretty weak. Not not a you know offensive type by any means. But he turns into Torterra at the end, and your and your grass ground, grass ground, grass is or ground's amazing offensive type. Hits hard or uh, you know double on five other types. Let's see. I can't even name them all. I'm not even gonna try. My brain's broken. Fire, fire. Rock. Rock, electric, electric, you got and two them. more. Yeah, two more. <laughs> poison. I know it hurts poison. Mm. And there's a fourth one or a fifth one. Uh, Torterra, also one of the best Pokemon designs ever. It's like Venusaur, only better. It's a big old turtle. He said it, folks. He yeah. said it. It's a big old turtle with a big old tree on its back. Sounds like Venusaur, maybe. Venusaur, more of like a big fat frog with a flower on its mm-hmm. back. Um, Torterra, amazing. Uh, you know what? I I don't I don't mind Piplup, but he turns into a weird looking Empoleon, which is a weird Emperor Penguin slash Napoleon mm-hmm. naming joke. Um, and he's a little over designed. Not not for me. Uh, Chimchar, on the other hand, uh, just a complete uh, Torchic ripoff. Just an uh, it just, of a it, <laughs> it just turns into uh, a firefighting, which is just so Blaziken. Yeah. We don't we don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, 
It's been done before. It's been done numerous times. It, it, it gets done in Gen 5. A, bi- a bipedal, there's no, there's nothing more predictable than a bipedal firefighting Pokemon for the final Oof. evolution. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you're not in the Turtwig gang, then just get out now. Yeah, so, you can stop the podcast That's right. Now. Um, but, uh, you know, if you have strong disagreements with Ian, why don't you send them in and we'll tell you why you're wrong on next episode. Which... Who knows when that'll be, because the holidays are fast approaching, <laughs> but um, it could just be next Thursday. I don't know. I don't have any obstacles, but we'll figure that out later. The Blues have plenty of obstacles. We'll talk about that in a bit. But this league, Ian, it's bad. Oh, this boy, This league it's we bad. love to hate. Here's the thing. Every week this league does something new, or doesn't do something new, <laughs> that allows us to just rip into it. And this week the we we spun the giant wheel of fortune wheel and it landed on covid because there is no protocol. There're plenty of protocols, but there seems to be no protocol for when they cancel a game, why they cancel a game, how they make up canceled games. Mm. It's like they came into this season thinking, well, we've got a protocol for if a player gets sick. And that's it. Yeah, right. And here's the that, thing. That's where I, they stopped. I know exactly what happens. We, they came into this season thinking the vaccines would be highly effective against transmission. And so they didn't think beyond that. And mm. the reality is that the vaccines appear to be highly effective against serious disease, incredibly effective against death from COVID. Mm. Apparently not that effective against <laughs> transmission and getting worse as the variants get more virulent and less dangerous over time, as appears to be the case with Omicron, um, which is fun to say. Still. I, I do like that It's name. much better than Delta. Screw right. Delta. Everybody, Delta's so last month, you know, we're all about Omicron now. Omicron's never boarded me late. <laughs> Omicron is the turtwig of COVID variants, <laughs> I would say. Um, but the flames... Games have been postponed. The Islanders games have been postponed. Meanwhile, tonight, Calgary is forced to play with um, 16 men. Florida, I heard, is for- was forced to call up a number of people who just finished a back-to-back in the AHL. So they're playing their third straight game, mm-hmm. this time in the NHL. Tonight, with no warning, the Canadians had to clear out their stadium. They're playing in an empty venue again. Welcome back to 2019. It's your nightmare. Your nightmares are back. Um, They released a statement. Playing tonight's game in a closed setting is obviously disappointing for our fans. We move forward with this measure following a request from public health received late this afternoon, something we accepted in order to help ensure the safety and security of our fans and our communities. We know you would like more clarity regarding Saturday's games, and we will share more information in that regard as soon as it becomes available tomorrow morning. As indicated earlier, we have obtained assurances that we will be able to play our welcome our fans to our January games at 50% capacity. There have been no reported cases of COVID-19 in our arena since the beginning of the pandemic. We are proud of the work accomplished by our team since the reopening of the Bell Center, and we will maintain our uh, standards of excellence. France, Margaret Belanger, 
is the person's name who wrote this. Very I saw French. I saw MB and I from afar I was like Mark Bergevin wrote this statement but he's out of the organization. Um <laughs> this one was just hanging out there. This is an old one. I have so many problems Ian. One of them is this. If there have been no reported cases or outbreaks of um games of of this disease at these venues with the fans then why are you removing the fans? Mm-hmm. It's um, there's a certain like I'm I really, really don't want to be like a firebrand or anything. But there's a certain point at which I feel like we've passed logic or reason with this thing, mm-hmm. which is like, ow, there's just not there. Nobody knows what anyone's doing. We're two. We're almost two years into this thing, and nobody knows what they're doing tomorrow about COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's like. How are we not better than this, you know? If Omicron, you know, if early data was like, oh, well, Omicron's killing people twice as much as Delta or whatever, then yeah, then obviously you make changes. But the early data says the opposite is true, that it's less dangerous than Delta. So, like, I just don't, you know, everyone is trying to take it seriously and they're trying to do their best. Everyone should get vaccinated. Everyone who needs to and can should get boosted. I'm totally in favor of all that. But, like, the chaos at some point has just got to stop. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm for all of those things, and they take the right measures, and I get it. And you you take guys out of the lineup when they have it. I understand all these things. But I'm just, you know, remove yourself from it. I'm just tired of it. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just exhausted. And I think, uh, thankfully, that seems to be something everyone can at least agree on. It's like... I'm just so tired of having to deal with this stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty pro, like, take all your precautions and everything. But even I'm starting to lean towards, like, man, it's just, what what can you do? If someone doesn't want to get vaccinated, then, then fuck, we can't do anything. We're, mm-hmm. already che- we're already checking that you're vaccinated to get into the place, to get into, your, into the stadium. And like you said, apparently, you know, even vaccinated, you still have managed to, to uh, you know, was it? I'm like transmission it to uh, give it to other transmit. people. Transmit. Thank you. My brain is, my brain's got COVID. Um, it doesn't, I'm fine. So you can still transmit it. And it's like, but then the vaccine protects you from having a real bad. So then if everyone has the vaccine that goes into the place, then you just kind of like, then just let everyone, just let those people in. And if you get sick, it's a breakthrough thing and you're not, you're not as sick as you were before and i get we're trying to stop it but there's no there just isn't like the to me the silliest thing and we we've we've seen it everywhere but you and i and two of our friends jiff jeff Who will remain on oh, two, it's one of far. them will remain on jiff jeff and some and some other guy someone whose initials are just annoying <laughs> um you know went to went to a restaurant went to a bar to watch a soccer game when like Three months ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Two, three months ago, and it was like you got to wear a mask again. You got to wear a mask. Got to put that mask on. Put a mask on. Once you walk in, take it off. Do whatever you want. You can go to a restaurant where they're more strict than that. You got to walk around with a mask mm-hmm. or whatever. But when you sit down, no, I don't. I gotta eat, right? So everyone yeah. takes their mask off to eat. So now it's just fucking everywhere, anyways. Yeah. And this is me coming from like I, I was deathly afraid of this thing to start. I think obviously a lot of people were, mm-hmm. but like. And I've been very much on the train of like, we got to make sure we, you know, everyone gets vaccinated, got to make sure we don't transmit it. But like, 
everyone that's going to get vaccinated has, and you should still push for it. And I'm not saying don't do that. But I'm just saying it's just kind of, we're kind of at a maximum, right? We're mm-hmm. kind of at like, this is as many people are going to get vaccinated and we'll pick away at the corners. But this is where we're at. And I don't know. I mean, really, honestly, if, go ahead and keep people out of games. Do it. and That's fine. But these businesses are going to push back against this anyway, so they're losing money. Yeah. And you're just going to run into more issues anyways. Like, you just... I don't know. The problem is there's no standard. You know, it's like we... We... The mask thing's a perfect example because it's like St. Louis County, as far as I know, still under a mask mandate. Every business has the posted order on their, you know, gas stations, for example. Every single one has the order posted. It is no more than 50-50 that people (laughs) inside are actually wearing the masks. And it's literally become my rule that I carry it up to the door. If the people behind the counter are wearing it, I put it on. If they're not, I don't. Because, like, (laughs) (laughs) personally, you know, I, I have no problem wearing the mask, but I'm... I don't also feel weird being the one guy walking around with it on if nobody else has it on, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, always, we can always say better safe than sorry. And I'm totally in favor of that. And I don't, you know, I don't know the specifics of the stuff in Montreal to Mm. comment on that. But like, better safe than sorry isn't how human beings actually function in a society over the long term you know if if we all live by better safe and sorry we'd never drive cars Mm. we'd never leave the house you know like i'm not trying to be ridiculous but like there are inherent risks we all take on every day as we do things and at some point we've talked about this before but at some point some sporting organization is going to have to acknowledge that supreme athletes in their 20s and 30s who were double and or triple vaccinated against this thing are not going to suffer serious consequences Mm. if they get it. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying might not, probably will not. They won't. There might be one case which is, you know, tragic. I don't know. But, like, it'll be one in a bajillion. And Mm. is it? You know, you're taking on risk if you're playing in the NHL. You're taking on risk of getting a massive concussion, you know, if you play in it or, or breaking a leg or like, you know, the, I'm not trying to minimize anything, but like they're not going to make that decision now, obviously, because like the public pressure is, is too intense. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are voices in the NHL front office who not only would say that, but would still say, well, COVID's basically a myth, you know, which Mm. obviously neither of us are saying. But, like, if they're not going to do that or some version of that where they're like, listen, if you're healthy, you know, even if if you test positive but you're non-symptomatic or you're, you know, manageably symptomatic, then you you can play, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're Tyler Bozak or whatever and you're feeling like shit... Then, I, then it's like the flu or anything else. Don't play, man. Yeah. You know, get healthy, all that other stuff. But if you're like, if you're asymptomatic, like that's the hard part I have for me. And I'm a layman, like not a doctor, but mm-hmm. I feel like I probably had COVID already because with how easily this thing spreads and I haven't been washing my hands like nonstop and I haven't whatever. Yeah. I've probably had it pass through me. I feel like it's going to go everywhere. So it's like. I'm. I understand, like you said, with the public pressure. If someone tests positive, they can't be like, "Well, we're going to run them out there anyways." They feel fine. But mm-hmm. like, I think you made this point before. It's like, when are they going to do this next season? Then too, and the season after that, and the yeah. season after that. Like, 
even if you think that even if you think they should they're not going to mm -hmm. so it's like how do you slowly dis does it have to be a step down every season because mm -hmm. you can't make that change mid-season yeah you have to be like okay so next year we're not doing you know or we're doing way less of this we're testing you once a week or you know some bs like that it's just the problem I have is they went with a middle ground, right? That doesn't, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so we're going to, like you said, we're going to do, if you have uh, COVID, if you've tested positive, you can't play. And it's like, okay, cool. So then can we call someone up? And like, no, you may not because there's no cap relief. And it's like, yeah. okay, so we're playing down a man. Like, correct. And it's like, and this was by design? That's the part that like, you know, taking all the other stuff about it, it's really a distraction from the fact that they how how do you not have cap relief? Right. How did you not predict this? You're making like you're they're supposed to make the NHL in total is like on track to make six billion dollars this year mm -hmm. or something like that. Like how do you not have like don't give me this BS about like well we can't you know you can't be paying these guys even more money when you put them in the NHL and all this other jazz. I'm like you're already paying these dudes. Yeah, because of the huge sum of money we're paying to Nathan Walker and That's Sam I mean. Annis <laughs> to like play on the, man. Yeah, it's like it's just it's baffling. You're you're and listen to be fair. As much as I want to always say you're an embarrassment and a pretend <laughs> sports league, the NFL's doing the same thing right now. Yeah, yeah. They've got teams that have like 25, 30 players from their main roster missing, and they're like, "Well, we don't want to rush into postponing games or anything crazy." Mm. And that's just one game. You just you just don't play a game this week. You find another week to play it. You know, mm. but like. That's what's so weird is, like, their mandate feels like in the NHL, like, we must, at all costs, even though now they are postponing games, prior to this, we have to play all the games. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, but we're down to, like, 16 men, or, like, you know, these guys just played a back-to-back -back before we call them up. I don't give a shit. We gotta play all the games. And I'm like, yeah, but are they, do they mean anything when half the AHL is playing in the NHL? Like, I said this before, this feels like slightly more like a Mickey Mouse season than even the other two. Because mm -hmm. while the other two didn't have fans, not a lot of people got COVID. Yeah. Last season, a couple teams did, and that was it. But now it's like, I'd say half the teams have had like six, seven different players on the oh, COVID yeah. protocol list. How many just... had the Blues had in total? Falk, Bozak, Bennington, mm -hmm. O'Reilly had it, right? Yeah. Krug had it at some point, or was his just an injury? Oh, no, I think he was out. Did Perron have it before he got injured? Like, a lot of... We yeah. can't even tell you who all had it because of how common it's been. And it's, that's the thing. It's an endemic virus now. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And, again, even if you're not ready to say, okay, deal with it, play through it, don't play through it, but make your own decisions as a health team and like you would with the flu or mm -hmm. the cold or... <laughs> the clap, you know, like uh, make your decision. Treat the clap, don't treat the clap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's up to you. That's up to you and your healthcare provider. But, but um, you've got you. If, even if you're not there yet, like, how can you not have cap relief? How can you, as a league, say it's okay that um, you know 
these teams are playing with 16 forwards because allowing them to call up McKenzie Entwistle would just be too unfair an advantage. That's what I mean. I'm like, you're you're actively making a mockery of your freaking league. And the other thing about it is, too, like, if the Coyotes get COVID cases, they've got no problems because they've got cap room. So you're actively punishing the good teams in your league that are spending up to the cap, Mm -hmm. you know, to try and be competitive and pay into the whole system and you're just it's just stupid it's mm-hmm. just remarkably stupid it's a disaster on every level and the the thing you know the fact that there's no standard you've got no idea and here's the other thing if if Quebec is making this move i assume it's at the Quebec level maybe it's at the Montreal level but whoever made this decision does it actually say on here maybe it says just says public health what if Canada says no more immigrant, no more travel? What mm. if Canada? Then your whole seat. Then you're just done. Then you, you just are done. I guess because you've got you know like I. I love it if they like segregate it and they're like we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to the weird North only, and uh-huh. then America plays themselves only mid season, and then we'll hope by the end of the season things get normal again, and we'll just do it like we were doing last year for the playoffs. That'd be too much. It's just, it's like they didn't think of any contingency plans. Mm-mm. And speaking of that, the Olympics also aren't happening. Oh, that's okay. I and I'm I'm not even I'm almost not even mad about it at this point because China's like three to five week quarantine restrictions if you get a positive yeah. test, imagine which is abs- insane. Imagine you're over there for two whole weeks and you're not positive until like the day before you're supposed to leave. Oh, and yeah. then you're there for five more weeks. You're gone for like seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they talked to Petrangelo about this and he was like, I got like three kids under the age of four and my wife. And if I'm gone for like seven weeks, that's like too much. Mm-hmm. Or they talked to like other players. I think they said this on 31 Thoughts where they were like, we talked to players and they were asked them like, hey, you know, what if you were stuck over there for five weeks and your team's losing? Your team's on this crazy losing streak, you know, and you feel like, damn, I could have like done something and you're just watching it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little less, whatever, like that sucks, but it's, you know, not the end of the world. But like, I can understand that being crazy mm-hmm. and just be like, God damn, I, I, I can't do this. And they're like, well, that's not so bad. You're in like a four star hotel over there. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care, man. Like, yeah. that's great. That's very nice. It's not. You know, out on the street, but I'm like, still, I'm like, I just want out of here. I just yeah. want to leave and go home. You know that nice feeling when you come home from a vacation, you sleep in your bed. Mm. Well, not for five weeks. <laughs> You're in China. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't blame anyone who doesn't want to go. I wonder if the IOC has ever just even considered not hosting the Olympics in dirtbag, <laughs> oppressive <laughs> countries. You know? Yeah, yeah. I always wonder. Like, there's you know, a there's a lot of ski slopes in Belgium. I I bet. I don't know a lot about Belgium, but I bet it's got some ski slopes. You know, mm-hmm. Stad. I've heard Stad is great. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even like. I ah, that's a totally different thing. But like, the three to five th- weeks thing is not based in any kind of science. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It's just like, well, we're we're China, and nobody's gonna stop us. So. Here you go, you know, but like, it's just crazy. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think players are, even if some want to go, they're going to face immense pressure from their teams not to go because of the risk of, you know, basically losing them for a month, even if they're for a month, even if they're completely healthy and fine. Do you think we're going to see, like, what do you think the mix is going to be? Because I feel like there's still going to be some players that go. 
but like probably could be yeah but what do you think it's gonna I be? think all the Russians will go. <laughs> I think um they'll feel fine there I mean I think I do think that probably is a, a reality is a lot of the Russian players will think well we want to play for Russia because they ca- tend to seem to care a are, lot about the Olympics too, are, especially Ovechkin and. Are any of our guys on that? Is Tarasenko even on that anymore? Yeah, I would assume he's on right? the Russian he's team. He's gotta be. And Pavel Buchnevich, maybe. Maybe. Well, I feel like this, this has not been talked about at all. No. I feel like this has not been mentioned at all. It's weird how little it's been mentioned with the Blues. Is like Tory Krug. Like I get, we don't have a lot of, we don't have like Krug, any Canadians. But maybe like, probably O'Reilly. Oh yeah, he might sneak. Although he hasn't been great this year. O'Reilly and Bennington are you two? This has Canadian not been talked about at all. Krug. I'm worried about my wedding coming up in like three months, and this thing occurs before that. Yeah. 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 Your wedding, China's also shutting that. Down. <laughs> they said we're close enough to Hawaii. You can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's enough expats, expat Chinese over there. Sorry. Next. I, I was looking at at Hawaii, you know, for the wedding, because um, I'm crashing it. You haven't invited no. me. Don't want anyone to get the. <laughs> You know the impression that we're friends, but there was there was I, I just spoke too much. There was a moment as I was googling this that I Pearl Harbor came up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that happened in Hawaii." It's bonkers. And then I was like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta go to the museum because, like, when else am I oh, for yeah. sure gonna be in Hawaii?" You know. It's really cool. I haven't been to the like museum where that you go out on the boat on mm-hmm. or whatever, but the whole area around it's amazing. There's um. There's a whole area that has like plaques for all the ships that were lost, either lost there or like were lost while in service to Pearl Harbor, uh-huh. like later before or something. And some of them are like, some of them are really trash. It was like, oh yeah, there's a hundred people on this on this uh, sub and they all died. Um, but then there's other ones where they're like they were stranded, like someone got stuck on a reef and they were stranded for like 90 days or something. And they're like, but they all survived. <laughs> it's weird because they have like a count. Olivia on the bottom was like 100 people passed away, and then some of them are like, how many people passed away? Zero. They're like, yeah, the ship sank and everyone jumped off, but they got on a different ship. It's just very weird. It like ping pongs from like very tragic <laughs> to like, oh, that's kind of cool to very tragic yeah. <laughs> to like. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm all over the place. But yes, go go visit. It's very close. That island, uh, big, but not obviously, but not too big. Obviously, yeah. You, know, you get you can get anywhere in half an hour. Yeah, that makes sense. The traffic, though, I caramba. That fits as a van. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of I'm gonna feel like I rent a car down there, but I don't know yeah. what to do. What get, you gotta, we can discuss this. You gotta get a, you gotta get a you gotta get a pop top. You know, you gotta have oh, your uh, convertible. Okay. All right, that makes sense. A yeah. Lamborghini. There we go. <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> I'm calling you, and then I do the whole uh, Jerry Seinfeld rev- uh, reservation scene. Yeah. I almost said the revelation scene, which is very different. Different, different for Jerry. That's Dra- different. Dragons and scrolls and lambs. You didn't even want to get into that. Jerry's not going to be happy that's about right. that. No, that's right. No, exactly. So um, that's the COVID update. Other other things going all around the league. Uh, ben Bishop calling it a career. His knees... Uh, they ain't work so good no more. He's in his mid-30s now. Hasn't played since the 2019-20 season. Um, really, you know, kind of mixed emotions about this. Obviously, 
St. Louis guy, had an 11-year career, um, 413 games played, 222 wins, a remarkable 921 and, and 232 um, career save percentage and goals against average, uh, 94.5 goals saved above average in his career, including two seasons where he led the league in that category, uh, a season as the league leader in the save percentage and in goals against average, uh, three-time Vesna finalists in um, 2013, 14, 2015, 16, and 18-19. Uh, he never won it, but he came t- second twice in voting. Um, really kind of an underrated guy, and I think might have had the potential uh, to be talked about as one of those kind of top-ever sort of goalies if he had been healthy, you know? Mm. I don't know about top ever, but top of his generation. Uh, Part of his problem, too, was he didn't really get started in earnest until kind of his pretty late 20s. His Mm. first first really full season was at 27. He started 21 games when he was 26 and then started 63 with the Lightning when he was 27. Um, But, uh, you know, because of his health, and and that might have had had to do with his frame, um, he couldn't stay on the ice, especially later in his career with Dallas, and he missed some pretty big opportunities. But um, everybody in St. Louis remembers how good he was in that series against us in the cup run, and especially in the Game 7 duel of the fates. Uh, And, you know, a player I've always really liked, a player I wish we hadn't had to move on from when we did of course it wouldn't have you know allowed us to have the brian elliott era in st louis so uh what are your thoughts on ben ben bishop retiring ben bishop um you know i just always think of him as 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 one of the guys that got away like you said he Mm -hmm. kind of made way for brian elliott and we had a lot of success with him One one of the few guys in our lifetime that i feel like he was a former blue that we should have kept as a blue oh yeah I mean, I guess T.J. Oshie probably over on the balance and maybe Joel Edmondson, but not a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Robbie Favre got paid this week. We don't have that oh, yeah. in the notes, but, you know, good for him. Good for him. I'm glad he got one up. big payday, you know? Yeah. It's going to fall apart now, like two days from now. But, hey, he got the money. So. I know. It was like four years, $4 million. Good for you. Yeah. Um, ben Bishop, too, also from St. Louis. I always thought it would be a cool story if he had like stayed here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think it was a tall, tall hockey goalie. A tall tail. Just a tall, tall man. I yeah, didn't realize that he was 35. I thought maybe he was like 31, 32, something like that. But you're right, he had a little maybe bit of a late 33, start. 33, possibly 34. 34, but, but not, not 35. 35. <laughs> 35 right out. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he was a Los Angeles king for like seven games. Oh, I do remember that. I think I was asleep for that. Yeah. For, for that whole month. I wouldn't have remembered until you just mentioned it but it was weird because he like struggled that season i think and then maybe quick was struggling too or quick was injured and so they were like here you go over there because vasilevsky was ready you know and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing it's too bad too that his knee just couldn't hold up like it's he was down in the hl for that conditioning stint Mm-hmm. Played well, like they even did like a post game interview, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, boys played well, blah 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 blah, you know, n- all the normal stuff." And then he was like, 
after all those interviews. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> I can't cut it no more. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Texas Stars. You really ruined me and decided this is not for me anymore. Why don't you cut the music out hard. <laughs> cut it hard. Hard. <laughs> Andy retired. Um, you know, best of luck to him. I'm sure he'll be a goalie coach somewhere at some point in time. He's too tall. He's too tall. Just be tall like me. <laughs> oh, you're not? You're 5'9"? Well, I guess you're fucked. <laughs> Go talk to Darren Pang if you want tips then. <laughs> he can tell you what's up. Maybe he'll be a, an announcer for the uh, Adirondack Phantoms, which aren't in Adirondack anymore. They're in Lehigh Valley, but they'll move back to Adirondack. Because the booth in Lehigh Valley too short for too small. I don't. I can't fit in here. Well, I guess we got to move the team. I wonder if Adirondack and Lehigh Valley are the same place too. Maybe they haven't moved, but who knows? Uh, Jake Neighbors is going to be a Team Canada World Junior player. Is he our only? No, Leo Loof, I believe, also maybe made Team Sweden's roster. Maybe a couple other guys. I haven't looked. Uh, but Neighbors is on Team Canada. The loaded, as always, Team Canada. Favorites of the tournament, which is in Edmonton and Red Deer again this year, probably, because they so. never got to have fans, yeah. which maybe they won't again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Connor Bedard, also the 16-year-old sensation. So that's like the next one to look out for, yeah. This is, they they gave the names of the people who have made Team Canada's uh Olympic team at 16, and like the worst of them was Jay Bowmeister. And I say that with all due respect mm. to Jay Bowmeister. Like it was Sid and the real Connor, and you know. What's up with Connors? I think, I yeah. think that's what kind of uh, made me sad about him. I was like, Bedar, what's his first name? Like Connor Bedar. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do any more <laughs> Connors, man. Connor Bedar, Connor McDavid, Kyle Connor. There's too many Connors. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, pretty good. Eric Lindros, pretty good. <laughs> Jason Spezza, who's like arguably <laughs> the second worst. Uh, Jay Bo Meester, Sidney Crosby, and Connor McDavid. So, holy crap, what a list. So, be bad for Bedar. That's, <laughs> that's 2023. I, look, I looked at this graphic and it had one, guys in a blue, one guy in a blues helmet, and I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> We've never we love had you, Jay. We miss you. We've never had a good one. We've never had a Canadian. <laughs> it is weird to think of Jay Bowmeister as a 16-year-old, though. Like, he's always been 49 Oh, even in, in his old. draft picture, he he looks young, but I'm like, I can see you aging. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're aging right before our eyes. He looks... Yeah, I mean, he looks young, but does he really? I mean, no. He looks it? exactly the same. Yeah, Just less exactly. wrinkles. He's a fresh-faced This Jay is like teenage... Jay Bowmeister. Oh, see, now that now, see, That's now that's actually an actual looks kid. like a child. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, thank you, the <laughs> You're <internet>. waiting for <laughs> like a 10 year old with a Jay Bowmeister's head on him. I'm not waiting for Jacob Chikrin, though, I'll tell you that much. Hey, oh, uh, Elliot Friedman announces that Jacob Chikrin might be on the trade block and everyone loses their minds. Everyone in St. Louis, everyone in every fan base mm. demanding that we get Toronto. this guy. And I just, I don't get it i think he's fine he's fine maybe he's even pretty good is he a top pairing defenseman is he worth the bag that arizona's going to be asking for if 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 we trade for him Mm -hmm. and plug him in next to connor or connor (laughs) say the (laughs) two many connor pareko if we plug him in next to colton pareko 
is that a great defensive line now? How tall is he? That's the real question. He's like 5'12", almost 6. Uh, <laughs> I'm a good 5'12". Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how tall he is. 6'2". You're a shrimpy. And he's from Boca Raton, Florida. I'm out. I'm out on, I'm out on Jacob Chikrin. I'll tell you that. He's got much. the inside track on the governor's meetings. That's right. That's true. Uh, he was drafted between Luke Coonan and Dante Fabro. Two before Logan Stanley, two after Charles McAvoy. Charles? <laughs> I was say Charles Manson. Holy, this this draft right here, this draft was a crop. <laughs> was a crop. <laughs> what a crop. Listen to this. This is 20, uh, 2016, the first round. Austin Matthews, Patrick Wine, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Jesse Puyarvi, Ole Uolevi. Eh, sorry. I'm sorry. Vancouver. <laughs> Rough one. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Vancouver. Matthew, Matthew Kachuk. That was like the start of their woes this season was giving up on him. Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller, Alex Nylander, <laughs> uh, Mikhail Sergachev, Tyson Jost, Logan Brown, Michael McLeod, Jake Bean, McAvoy, Coonan, Chikrin, Fabro, Stanley, Kiefer Bellows, Dennis Chalowski. Like, a, most of these guys have been mm-hmm. NHLers. Tage Thompson, resurgent Tage Thompson. Good for him. Sam Steele, Trent Frederick. I'm just saying, there's some people in there. Jordan Cairo, 35th overall. Oh, baby, the best of the bunch. The best of the bunch. Alex Dabrinkit, 39th overall. Would you trade Cairo for Dabrinkit straight up right now? I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I would. Debrinkat no. seems a little, or uh, Kyrie seems a little better rounded to me. He's faster. Carter which Hart. Is hard to hard to believe. Kale Clegg, one of my favorite <laughs> hockey names. Clegg. What country do you think he's from? It's just Canada. Oh. What province do you think he's from? Uh, Prince Edward Island. No. Oh. Regina, Saskatchewan. Lame. Um. But yeah, back to Chikrin. Currently, the er, as of November 17th, this is an old tweet, so a month ago, uh, the lowest 5-on-5 on ice expected goals for amongst defensemen with 150 minutes played. He trails the league almost 2-1 to and plus-minus at minus 30 compared to minus 16. Listen, I know, I know plus-minus is garbage, but at some point, it's not totally garbage. When I think you're the worst plus-minus... Uh-huh. That says something. Even if you're on the worst team. Everybody says, well, you just got to write off this season because the Coyotes are so bad. But nobody else on the Coyotes is that bad. Right. I don't like... I know you can't just say he's a Coyotes defenseman, so he's Oliver Ekman Larson. But it seems to me (laughs) like if you're going to take a gamble on a Coyotes offensive defenseman, you should price in the fact that we're probably overrating him because he's... Not terrible in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Oliver Ackman Larson. We see how that works out. And the fact, the biggest problem here is it's just going to cost a friggin' arm and a leg to get him. And I'm not interested. I don't think, unless, you know, if you got to go out and pay an arm and a leg for Matthew Kachuk or someone who is a bona fide star mm-hmm. and really transforms your team, really becomes the guy that is, you know, the face of your franchise or close to it, one of the faces of your franchise. I have nothing against Jacob Chikrin, but I can't even spell the man's name. I'm not going to go trade for Chicken Run. If we <laughs> trade for Chicken Run, listen, I'm on board. I'll be his biggest fan. But I just don't see 
the wisdom of it for the Blues, who are already paying so much for so long to their defense. Also, I mean, you have to you have to make them take back Scandella, right? But then you're paying more probably to let them to convince them to do that. Maybe you're not because you're like, well, Cap has to even out, and you guys have to hit the floor anyway. But like, you're probably Bill Armstrong's pretty good, you know. Seems to be pretty good at his job. So I just, I think it doesn't make sense. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I... Wouldn't it be hilarious now if you were like, Steven, you're an idiot. This guy is a graph. I've got a lot of graphs. (laughs) A lot of graphs I've made myself. Um, No, I do worry... They're just crayons scribbled on your computer. As you can see, as you see, this permanent line shows that it's going straight up. I think dealing with Arizona, especially Armstrong to Armstrong, sticks out as tricky. I feel like that could be the one person that pulls the wool over uh, Doug Armstrong's eyes would be Bill Armstrong. Uh-huh. Um, just because, you know, they got that buddy-buddy relationship, I'm sure. So he's like, ah, Doug, I got one for you. Don't worry about it. You'll love it. You know, you're helping us out. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you get Chikrin. You're obviously sending Scandal back or something of similar money. And then they're going to they're gonna be asking the moon for this guy because he's their most valuable player outside of who Keller, I guess at this point in terms mm-hmm. of who's playing on yeah. the team. Um, so they're going to want a first. I mean, they're rebuilding. They're going to, it has to be a first. Oh, so that's like, yeah. that's a given. Um, a first in a, in a good draft. Uh, yeah. A first in a good draft, a, a fairly deep draft. And then you're going to you, give them. When, by the way, you can't really be all that confident of your final right. position in the standings, which we'll talk about a little later on. I saw people being like, Oh, uh, you know, they're going to ask for, Thomas and Cairo, and I was like, they wouldn't even ask for that because those guys too old for their rebuild, already too old. Yeah, they want people. They but want if those, they did, well, obviously, then no. it's yeah, obviously it's, done. But like, people want. Um, they're gonna want top prospect. Your top prospect, they want probably Na- Jake Neighbors. Yeah, Jake Neighbors or Zachary Bullduke. Well, I would say Scott Prunovich, but he's also as old as Jacob. Jackson, yeah, so he's so. just too old. He's too old. Um, I just don't, like you said, I just don't like that. I don't even like a first and neighbors, quite honestly, because I'm like, and then Scandella. Let's say it's first neighbors and Scandella. I just like young, un, I like un, un young, I like young, untapped potential more yeah. than just like it's Jacob Tricker and everybody. Plus, I don't think this dude puts you over the hump. Also, it's not a shutdown defender. We need a defensive defenseman. We don't need a guy who scores goals from defense. We got those. Mm. That's what I don't like. Nobody said he's like, oh, he's the friggin' tits. This <laughs> dude's a fucking tits. We really do need like a Jay Bowmeister. We need yeah. it's twenty twelve all over again. Yeah. And but also a Jay Bowmeister will be cheaper. So go out and get that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think people this league has not caught on to the highway robbery that um that Doug Armstrong committed in trading for Pavel Buchanavich over the summer. It's it's getting better and better Who, and better. It was already so good. Currently just, second whoo. on the team in points, by the way. Uh, tied for second with 25. It's so good. It's so good. It's stupid. It's, an, it's insane. <laughs> it's such a stupid trade. That trade was so bad. <laughs> oh, boy. You're an embarrassment to Who's the Who's that boy? Who's that guy you like? The uh, Chelney guy? Yeah. Have you seen him at all on Twitter? Like he's basically like this Bushnevich trade was bad. Oh, and it's yeah. getting worse. And all these Rangers fans coming after him is like, no, dude, 
You can't say that good. just because Sammy Boy was injured and it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 buddy. He has that game. <laughs> I was like, someone said on a project and I was like, Sammy Boy has oh, been marketed as that. a project. Yeah. Oh, like, boy. <laughs> project. The project's finished. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I like Sammy Boy. There's no, the ceiling's been reached. He was a sixth round pick. The fact that he's yeah, an he's NHLer great. is insane. But isn't he as old as Vucinavich, too? Yeah. He's not like a young. Not like twenty, right? This is the this is the Pareko argument. People are like just wait for Pareko to get good, and I'm like, uh, we're there. This is okay. Actually, since we're since we're kind of tangentially on the subject, what is some people's obsession with Nico Mikola about? Sammy Boy is 25, by the way. Listen, I like Nico Mikola. Yeah. I would say I like Nico Mikola as much as the next guy, but I've seen how much the next guy likes Nico Mikola. <laughs> this kid is a total defensive defenseman, mm-hmm. and he's 25. And I'm not saying he doesn't have a role here, but I saw one guy we're talking about the Chikrin mm-hmm. trade, and, and admittedly the guy was like not a fan of trading for Chikrin, but somebody was like, well, we'll have to trade like a first cost and, and Mikola. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I that's there's okay. nothing funnier. There's nothing funnier to me than when one guy proposes a trade on the internet. And I'm immediately like, that's way too low. Arizona would never take that in a million years. And then the next guy's like, that's way too high. We should never offer that oh, yeah. much. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, you guys are so off base. But, but <laughs> You know, it's like I saw I I saw one I I have no idea who it was. If you're listening, I'm sure you have plenty of great hockey opinions. I we all like, we all miss I sometimes. Just sometimes. <laughs> but I just saw one where it was like oh we cannot let go of Nico Mikola at any cost and I'm like, Can't we? <laughs> He's twenty five years old and he hasn't escaped being a seventh defender for a healthy version of this team. Arguably an eighth if uh-huh. well, if Farunovich is keeping his job and Wallman's still around. It's like I just don't I don't get I don't get the obsession with it, you know? These same people who will be like, we gotta get rid of Tory Krug, and it's like we can't <laughs> you know? And like Do you see do you see why we can't? Yeah. It can't be Tory. <laughs> you, <can't be> <laughs> you get that, right, Tori? You see why it can't be you? Yeah, it can't be him. Um But you know, like it's it's really there are people who would be like Nico Mikola way more valuable to this team than Justin Falk. And I'm like, what? How? Because he's cheaper? Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's got that the was, untapped potential. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, I just had to say that. But, um, Jacob Chikrin ends up where? <sighs> Los Angeles. I think he ends up in the LA Kings. Or, what, Charlie McAvoy, righty or lefty? He's a righty, right? I think so. Maybe the Boston Bruins go and Boston would do that dumb bullshit because they're in this weird mode where they're like actually not good anymore. They're like, we got to get younger, but not in interesting ways. (laughs) We got to get younger by trading for the most predictable options out there. We got to get younger by giving up our futures for middle-aged talent. (laughs) That team is headed for a cliff and fast. Oh, man. It's... It might be this season. I'd like literally, literally this summer. If Patrice Bergeron's like, I'm done. I mean, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, great players. Uh, those two and Charlie McAvoy are not a team, dude. Let's go get Patrice this summer, huh? Let's, let's bring the boys. Oh man, I love I love Patrice Bergeron more than any player that's on a team that I hate. Can we play coming home, and it just oh, shows him scoring on us in St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. Please, <laughs> that's it. 
I'd do anything. Uh, I love Patrice Bergeron. We don't need him. We don't have the cappers <laughs> no, for him, and I just no don't space. care. <laughs> There's no space. No space at all. Um, there is... We literally have, like, no cap room next year, do we? <laughs> oh, no, we do have, like, 71. Who are we losing? Who's leaving? <laughs> Isn't Perron done after this Oh, year? yeah, that's one. But, I mean, he's coming back. Perron, Bortuzzo, probably not coming back. Um... We don't have that many people leaving. I don't know where all this space is coming from. Five dollars. Five dollars says Bortuzzo comes back. They love him. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Bortz, Bortz, Bortz. <laughs> like, ah, we love that son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't even be mad if Bortz comes back. You know why? Because Bortz, 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 Bortz. He goes to Nathaniel oh. Reed's bakery. He, he can stay here for as long as he That's likes. That's right. Exactly. I need to go to that place. It's the stuff of legend. Yeah. It's the tits. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of our pesky Blues, man, what a crop. What a crop, this team. Uh, the Blues, they're not they are not the Blues. There's some amalgam of the St. Louis Blues and the Springfield Thunderbirds, maybe even a, a, tint, a hint of Tulsa Oilers thrown in there or whatever. Do we have, oh, yeah. even have an ECHL team? Do, it used does to the be ECHL Tulsa, even exist? Saint, uh, uh, NHL, ECHL affiliates. Let's see. I don't think we have one. Agree. I agree. Do the blues... What the hell am I looking at? <laughs> it's like, is this supposed to be what the what they're related to? <laughs> this is like so badly laid out. Yeah, the blues <laughs> don't sucks. seem to have one. We are the only team that doesn't have one. Cool. <laughs> Look, we got, Ooh, we that, got an AHL team and that's good enough. That logo is sick. Who are you guys? Ooh, now I gotta look at these ECHL logos. It's like a wolf, but it's a fleur de lis. Oh, I had to look those up because I got a shirt for the uh, the uh, Orlando Solar Bears, and I was like, "What other fun like ECHL teams are there?" ECHL teams. That's the Trois Rivières Lyon. Oh man, that's that's cool. I don't even care. Like the Florida Everblades. Iowa, that's dope. Iowa Heartlanders. Oh, they're just a big old buck. <laughs> Oh, I'm into this. I'm I'm buying all of these shirts. This is no. my this is my new aesthetic. ECHL merchandise <laughs> is my new aesthetic. Uh, no. You're on. I was on the same thing. Where's the uh, Where's the Swamp Rabbits? Cincinnati Cyclones. Too soon. Cincinnati, <laughs> Kentucky's right there, guys. The Swamp Rabbits. There they are. Look at them. And the sticks of carrot too. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm into this. I'm so into this. Even this one. Even the Allen Americans, which is trying too hard. It still looks sick. Kansas City Mavericks, I'm all about it. Oh, I'm so I'm so into this. Let's do it. Let's buy them all. Let's get them all. <laughs> the Quad City Mallards, that's a thing. Oh yeah, let's do it. And the Louisville River Frogs, are these still real? Is that a real thing? <laughs> Is no, that real? That's, that's not fake. real. That's, that's fake. That's out. They they're they're defunct. They <laughs> they, defunct. they died in the nineties. And look, that logo <laughs> belongs in the nineties. Oh boy. Alright. So the blues. They aren't a byproduct of any ACHL team because we don't have an ECHL team. In Blues tradition, having an AHL team is a luxury for the yeah, Blues, right. so let's not get ahead of ourselves. What happens when we call up half their team? Do they get to play games? Does Springfield oh, yeah. get to play just, games? I guess they just sign It's the AHL zone. We don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, for $5, come on to the ice. You too can be part of the AHL. The Blues have been without or um, for the seven games preceding 
December 9th, so not including the two wins and one overtime loss that we got in this week. Um, the Blues were 4-1-2, and two, uh, and in those seven games, the Blues were without Neil, Costin, Perron, Bozak, Bennington, Falk, Thomas, Husso, and Wallman for part or all of those games. Since then, we've lost Cairo, um other people like it. I literally can't even keep track. This team's fighting through it, and we'll talk about what that means at the end of it. But first, let's talk through these games. The Blues go to Montreal, host Montreal, because you were were you at this one? I was at this game. Yeah, it was a fun game. Charlie Lindgren between the pipes facing his old club. Jake Allen between the pipes facing his old club. Mm. It ended well for others. One, not the other. Did Jake Allen take Charlie Lindgren's job? Yeah, specifically, like directly. Like he took it, he came yeah. over and he said, that's my mask, <laughs> you son job. of a yeah. bitch. Uh, and Jake Allen, a minute and three seconds into this game, proving that he feels right at home in the Enterprise Classic. Center. Classic. He looked... Woo! It was a softie, too. It, it wasn't good. good. It wasn't great. Classic Allen. Tarasenko passed the puck from the slot over to Buchnevich, who tried to get it back to Tarasenko with a backhand pack, but the pass, but the puck went on net, where Allen made the save, but then didn't, because Buchnevich collects his own rebound and puts the puck through the five hole. Is this the one where he was standing, like... <laughs> So Akimbo. You saved it, but then he like stood up <laughs> after he saved it. And there was that great shot right before Bushnevich shoots it. Five hole that yeah, he's standing up like a stand up going like oh <laughs> like just a like a stick man. Literally it looks like a stick man. You're no good, Jake. Uh I love I love Jake, but the man's not an NHL starter. And now I don't even have to feel guilty about saying that. <laughs> Um, what? Th- look at how the Canadians are doing. If you need more proof, mm. the Stanley Cup Canadians had to turn to Jake Allen, and it was not pretty. Uh, the Cairo was out for the rest of the game in the second period, and it hasn't been making sense. Not ideal. Uh, Dakota Joshua with his first goal of the season from Brown and Matthew Pekka. Brown and Joshua entered the offensive zone. Brown saucered the puck to center of the zone to a streaking Joshua who goes back in. Forehand on Allen, scoring a goal and toppling over him in the process. Dakota Joshua's got some sneaky, silky mitts, that one mm-hmm. does. What a, what a pickup. What a crop. What a pickup. <laughs> what a sneaky pickup. Cut beef. You know, future considerations going to Tampa, Toronto in that trade. And they've worked themselves, he's worked himself <laughs> all the way back around to St. Louis with um, the uh, John Gillies trade. Oh, that's right. Earlier this Why week, don't we so. lead with the John Gillies yeah, trade? That was the top story. <laughs> Sorry for not missing the top story, John Gillies. Yeah, Dakota Joshua's looked really good in his, I think it's been like nine or ten games here thus far. I mean, he looked good last season, too, when he was filling in. Um, kind of hard to believe that Toronto didn't have like a spot to use him in. I guess they're just filling him they with all their, all their offensive offensemen. He didn't play for the Peets, so he couldn't <laughs> That's right. So what team did you play for? Oh, I played, I, I don't know. What was it the Peets? No, it was the uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, right? he's like, I played for a college team at Ohio Al- State. Ah, dismal. Did he really? He played for Ohio State. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, just, yes. I was like, sure, I bet he's a college kid. He was the captain, I believe, of Ohio State. Isn't that crazy? I feel like every single 
impact player player. you've heard yeah it was was the captain they're like you're some fourth line grinder and i was like but in college you were the you were the cream of the crop you were fucking cut beef what a crop what a what a little tuna can he was (laughs) barbershop gets pass uh from tarasenko in the slot and one times it passed allen and it's a bloodbath it's three to nothing alexander romanoff and tory krug score in the fourth period which doesn't exist in the third period logan brown with his second assist another uh his first multi-point game for the blues Mm -hmm. i think we got to talk a little bit about logan brown because somebody's tiptoeing into having a permanent job i think this kid this guy's a real zach sanford he's a real zach sanford he's almost as good as ivan barbashev last year last year last year's ivan barbashev uh the blues almost not almost two to one, but heavily outshot the Canadians, won the Corsi four battle for the most part, even more high danger chances, even better exec- expected goals. They played great. Montreal played real freaking bad. <laughs> this team is trash garbage. They what suck. were your live impre- impressions of the Montreal Canadians? Uh, hey, maybe they'll try Brendan Gallagher now. Maybe your dw- dreams can come true. Ooh, come on, baby, please. Him, Fire sale. Him, him, Patrice Bergeron, and Matthew Kachuk to this team. It was just set. We're set. We're good. I love, uh, mm, I love any one of them. Any one of them. Yeah. Even Brendan Gallagher is the lowest of the three. <laughs> I'll take him. Bottom feeder uh, by a mile. He's a, he's a blue. That's a blue. People oh, would love Brendan blue, Gallagher. Oh, for sure. Um, he's a little bit psychopathic. Mm-hmm. Just a now little. that that's a little tuna can. Yeah, that's, that's a little right. tuna can. Certified shirt on. Yeah, live impressions. They're real bad. You didn't mean you didn't need to be there to see that, folks. You saw that on the television. Uh, lots of one and done. Who's their coach these days? Dominic yeah, Duchamp. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work there anymore. They, it was just very, 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 very uninspiring. Like, they just seemed to, like, not care in this game. And, and credit to the Blues for jumping all over that and playing very well. Um, there are a lot of Canadians fans there, I too. Guess, I guess Jake Allen can get screwed over, you know? There was, a, there was a little ovation, a standing ovation for Jake Allen. This is his first time I back. couldn't believe that because I was led to believe this fan base hated yeah, Jake Allen. I know, right? <sighs> um, not better, though. I'm not bitter. People clapped. It was good. It was a good old game. Uh, there was a. I can tell you, see, it doesn't really matter what's going on in this game because the Habs suck. Um, they had a salute the service member thing like they always do every game. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it was, yeah. But it was, it was a wife and her Gets kids. Me every time. Every wife single and her kids. Time. And I would be like, that idiot even got me. I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. I'm like, I mean, it's not weird. You know, good, good on them. And I was like, yeah. And there's these stationed. Stationed over in Kansas City or something. I was like, hey, it's, you know, you know, Kansas City, you're fine. I'm actually, I'm stationed in the United States. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, then of course they peel back the the American flag, and there he is. It's a big old surprise, and they're all they're, she's crying. I always feel like the kids kind of look at him like, oh, mm-hmm. who I, are you? They're just they're just kind of like, hey, what's up? And then a hug, and then obviously the. The wife's more emotional, but I'm like, these kids, they feel like these kids knew you were back there. Yeah. Don't say anything about seeing your dad back there before <laughs> you came out here. You gotta be quiet. Okay. Uh, but that, that got a, I think got, that got the most You gotta neg tonight. your mom. <laughs> uh, wasn't there something else that happened in this game that I wanted to... No. Nothing. Something white and... 
Oh, yeah. They made you sing the Canadian National Anthem, didn't they? No, this lady sang the whole time. And she sang the French part, the part that they'll sing in French sometimes. Uh She sang that in French. So I was like, wow. I mean, the crowd didn't like it. The crowd hates it. Did they boo? No, they were, I mean, they were fine. They were respectful. I did hear lots of like, what the? What the? And it kind of blows my mind a little bit because I get there's casual fans there. I'm like, you understand Montreal's in like French Canada, right? The sport you like, yeah. Like that's that thing, and they and they do this. You've ever all the have time. you ever heard David Perron speak? Yeah, but I, there was definitely like a murmur, like oh. But then she came back to the st- English I can't believe part. this bitch just started speaking Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to you, it felt like people didn't know it was French. That was the air uh, in the in the stadium. She goes back to the English part, and she was it. She did a line twice. Mm-hmm. It was like we. It's supposed to be Oh Canada, we stand on guard for the. Right? Yeah. She goes like we stand on guard for the. We stand on guard for... She sang it like two times. Uh-huh. And then I, it took me a second. I'm like, wait, what? No. That ain't right. <laughs> and you ruined the best so anthem of the night. she just screwed up? Yeah, she did. Oh, he failed. She failed. But no one noticed because no and one's that's Canadian. Why, that's why Canada lost. <laughs> that's why you fail. John Gillies started the next game against the Anaheim Ducks. It was a back-to-back. John Gillies, one and only start. No reason to ride Chucky Sideburns into the ground, although he has been sensational. Man, the Charlie Lindgren era has started, and it's been fantastic. Hot, hot, hot. Nothing compared to the Kyle Knopf era, or whatever the hell that is. Kyle Co- Co- Corfer? Kyle... Kyle... Oh, not going to work yeah, here anymore. That's right. uh, he was a net... He had a great start, even though it was a loss. Kyrou is out due to injury. Woof. Uh, Buddy Robinson made up. I know. Made a, up, that's not. Like, that's a baseball name. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Not a real person. Uh, Delorier and Carrick assisted on this one to walk us through this goal, Ian. Yeah, Carrick uh, shakes Barbershop behind the net. Uh, that's you know he shook him. He shook him off. You, you shake people. You, off. you shake off people behind the net. <laughs> You've seen it. Yeah. Um, Carrick pumped the puck out to the crease. Delorier takes the first shot, and Gillies makes that left pad save, but Robinson gets the rebound. Puts a top shelf over a sprawling Gillies. Blue's not quick enough to box, to box out the Ducks on this play. Um, this was early on enough in the period, and the first period was all Ducks for me from what I was watching. I didn't feel especially confident about this game. Ducks are actually pretty good this year, surprisingly. So uh, it seems like they're hitting on all their kids. Uh, all their kids are are teeing off this year. Uh, Man, I thought their youth movement was so done, and right? it's not. It's the opposite. Troy Terry is a beast. He's mm. a friggin' beast. Oh, Troy Terry. What Troy city in Terry. What city in northeastern United States is he from? Do you think? Isn't is he, he American? American? Um. Let me see. I thought, I assume. He's from Connecticut. Oh, he is, but he's from Denver, Colorado. Oh. Future Colorado Avalanche, perhaps? You know? Probably. Probably. probably yeah. Um, yeah, this game. This he was a fifth rounder? Why do I know who this kid uh-huh. is then? I know they talked about him a lot coming up. Did he not? Did he like hit he must have real been, He must have like evolved. Oh, he evolved. He went from Troy Tawny to Troy Terry. Yeah. Level 36. <laughs> Troy Berry all the way to Troy Terry. 
Um, even though this game looked all ducks, Blues and, actually got scoring on the second and period. And when he hits his, when he, when you trade him with a moon rock, he becomes Troy Terror. <laughs> <laughs> then he becomes, then he's a dark type. That's right. He's a dark ice type. That's right. That's exactly. They're all right. ice types. They play hockey. He played in the NCAA. Put up forty-five points in thirty-five games. I mean, I guess that's pretty good. I'm there with a hockey Pokemon. Seven points in seven games at the World Juniors. They don't have a hockey Pokemon because Japan hates hockey. That's not true. That's, that's not true, Paul. That's not true. <laughs> anyway. We weren't in Yellowstone. That's not true, Paul. We were just outside a big city. <laughs> um, second period, Sunquist gets his first goal of the season, assisted by Walker and Shen. Shen with a great stretch pass to Walker. It's a two-on-one. Walker waits to the last second to get the Sunquist for the one-timer. Sunquist gets it in. Past Stolars for the goal. Crikey! Speaking of which, third period, Nathan Walker gets his fourth goal of the season. Assisted by Braden Shen. Braden Shen all over this game. Uh, Shen wins a puck battle in the corner of the blue zone. Nice great stretch pass to Walker again. Those guys, Shen to Walker. It's the Shen to Walker connection. Uh, Walker You've heard skates. Of skinwalkers. Now here's. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like. Skip <laughs> past that. Walker skates to the neutral zone into the duck zone, uninhibited. Takes a wrist shot from just above the hash marks into the top corner. Uh, this looked like the Blues defense. They were skating backwards, never stopped Walker. Uh, pretty sad display of defense. The the Blues defense skating no, back? No, the, oh, the, the Ducks. Terror. But speaking terror. of which, Troy Terry's goal. Also a sad uh, display of defense, but this time by the Blues. Uh, Troy Terry's... What the fuck? His 16th goal of the season? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The kid's a friggin' man rocket. Oh, my lanta. (laughs) Did you really not know that? I think I did, but I didn't, and now I do again. Uh, Ian, if it makes you feel any better, the kid's already up to 18. Oh, jeez. 11 assists, though, so a real Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> we're not even halfway through the season. We're like, what, we're a third of the way in, basically, and he's almost uh-huh. at 20 goals. Yeah. This is going to get 40 goals In 129 year. games before this in his career, he had 15. <laughs> what happened? So what is Steroids. this? Yeah, what, uh, so <laughs> what, what have you this? done, Troy? I know both Jordan Cairo and uh, Robert Thomas have had kind of similar points explosions this year, but like... Those are at least assists. Is Troy Terry goosed up? <laughs> is he wearing a goose suit? I think he is. Oh, what's a goose <laughs> old circus term. <laughs> yeah, I know, but why is it? It's an old circus term. That's why we say goose suit. <laughs> goose suit. Oh, God, we've lost our yeah. audience completely. Uh, this Troy Terry. Although the cats hearing all this talk about gooses goose. are very hungry. That's oh, yeah. A, that's a prime delicacy for a cat. A cooked goose that's enough to oh, serve that a on boiled Christmas. goose, yeah, even boiled perhaps. Goose. Yeah. <laughs> so the Blues uh, and Ducks go to overtime. Oh wait, you didn't tell us how bad the Troy Terry goal. Oh, was. it's fine. It's a rebound. None of the Blues are able to get the puck, even though there's like five of them around. They left Gillies. John Gillies out to dry. Yeah, poor John. They left him underwater. Good thing he's got those Gillies. <laughs> Nope. That's the only nope. John Gillies pun I'm going to be allowed to make. So, 
That's right. Ah, Gilly bye bye. That's what they call him <laughs> oh, now that right. he's been traded. All right. So we go to overtime. Terry knocks the puck away from Brunovich at the point, and he's off to the races. Brunovich hooks Terry pretty aggressively, and Terry is awarded a penalty shot. Fakes the forehand the whole way, goes for the shoulder fake, gets Gillies to go down, and then executes a casual backhand at the last second for the game winning goal on a penalty shot. Unfortunate for John Gillies. Four minutes into the game, what are you going to do? The Blues lose. They are outshot 39 to 25. They lose the faceoff battle. Um, their high danger chances. Oh, yikes. Not 12 to 3 for the Ducks. Uh, Corsi 461 to 38. Not great. Um,. But hey, you get a point. You, you steal a, a point. You, you don't get a deserve. point. This is, we're playing with the uh, you know Springfield Thunderbirds up. You know what can you do? I, I did, it would have been nice to get two, but you know what? We'll take one. I don't want to skip ahead to the next game. But did, did we get scored on by any real NHL players other than Troy Terry this week? Who is this so. guy? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who's this Jamoke? Who was Alexander Romanov? I've at least heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, anything else you wanted to say from the Ducks game? Ducks good. Good. Ducks will hunt or something. <laughs> no, that's not it. No, they get hunted. Yeah, that's right. In that video game I've heard so much about. <laughs> David Perron was... <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you that. David Perron was placed on long-term injury reserve heading into this game, which I don't think necessarily means he's out any longer, but I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't think know. it does. Hopefully. Thomas and Shin go on you injured reserve. No, today, so he's got to be. Yeah. Perunovic is out with a non-COVID-related illness. Bozak and Falk came back to the lineup, and it's Alexei Torchenko season, baby. From a third-tier prospect to a fifth-tier <laughs> prospect, right onto our roster. We were right the first I time. I was so convinced this guy was KHL, would never play an NHL game. Uh, but good for him. At least he's played one. That's it. He's done. I thought he looked good, too. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked pretty good. He's a big body. He looks good. That's he got a couple shots yeah. off the post. He's a... He's just, he's solid. You know what? They're exactly what everyone said he would be, like in all of those scouting reports. Uh-huh. Even if it was a negative thing, it was the same thing. They're like, he skates in a straight line. He skates right at the net. He just like jams the puck. He's got like a big shot. And that's what he did. And that's what Craig Berube liked. He yeah. literally said the scouting report in the tweet. He's like, I love that he plays in a straight line and he's predictable and we know exactly what he's going to do. And I was like, yeah, I guess that get could be little, good for you. Get my little automatons out there on the ice doing exactly what I want him to do. I point him in a direction and he can't even turn. Torchenko did ring a shot off the post and Pekka scored on the rebound, or did he, Ian? The player was reviewed to see if Pekka kicked it in. There is no kicking motion. We have a good goal. Or do we, Ian? (laughs) Dallas challenges for offsides. And the play is deemed offsides and the goal is overturned. Isn't that some sort of double jeopardy law? Yeah, you can't say? do that. No, 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 not today. <laughs> uh, and then in the second period, Riley Damiani? That's right. It's his first NHL goal, Stephen. Put some respect on his Klingberg name. and Robertson assisting. Klingberg passes the puck through the paint to Damiani, who roofed the puck over land. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ground type. And into the top of the net. First NHL goal in his first NHL game. 
pretty snazzy. He doesn't exist. I've never heard of this person. You'll and never I've score seen, another goal. I've seen them at the prospect tournament. Was he there? I don't know. He wasn't there this year. I guarantee you wasn't there this I year. Guarantee. Guarantee. And I'm gonna look at the book. So you talk us through this next game. Oh man, he really wants to make sure he's yeah, never seen Riley right. Damiani before in that's his right. life. That book was right here the other day, but now it's gone. So I'm never gonna find <laughs> the book. Keep talking, Ian. It's all you. <laughs> About a minute later, Colton Preko scores his third goal of the season to even up the uh, score 1-1, assisted by Tarasenko and Bushnevich. Ottinger makes a save on a shot from Bushnevich. Tarasenko gets the rebound, tries to put the puck on net, but fans on it. But for uh, his good fortune, the puck slides over to Ottinger's left where Pareko is waiting in the weeds. He shovels it past Ottinger for the goal. It was a nice quick response goal. Just uh, a little over a minute later, we're tied up 1-1 going into the third period. Uh, I thought that was pretty fortunate because I thought the Dallas Stars actually looked pretty engaged all throughout the second. And I was a little worried. I kind of hate Dallas and they always seem to be really pumped to play the Blues. And I feel like they always like... Not according to Rick Bonus. I know, apparently not. I stand corrected. Bradley Damiani most certainly. <laughs> he, was the, he was the captain he of was, that team. He, was, he scored 18 goals. Uh, so, you know, I stand corrected. That means he didn't stand out. It's his fault, really. Um, but yeah, good, good to be tied going into the second. Going into the third, you know, that's when you might expect the Blues to collapse. Mm-hmm. But it's not what happened. The opposite happened. Justin Fox scored two minutes in. A board battle in the right corner of the Dallas zone. The puck gets knocked loose by a Dallas player. And up the boards it goes. Fox skates in down the wall from the right point and takes a shot from the half wall. It hits Sagan's stick and knuckles its way over the head of Ottinger, which is hard because he's also very tall. Mm. He ducked, though. I know it's your, I know it's human nature, but he's you're a, the goalie, You're sir. an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Use your head. Use your head, Riley. Or not Riley. That's the other guy. Use your head, Jake. Um, so, yeah, that was a goal. Vladimir Tarasenko scored. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly scored, excuse me, first. Barbashev passed the puck from the side of the net. Tarasenko on the left circle. Tarasenko took the shot, but it gets partially blocked and dribbles forward. O'Reilly beats his man to the puck, pokes at it with a stick. The puck is headed towards the net, but Lindell's attempt to knock it, kick at the puck, sends it into the net. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. And then Tarasenko scores a power play goal. Uh, in the bottom corner, Buchnevich is at the left circle. Tarasenko at the bottom of the right circle. Um, sorry, Buchnevich is in the corner. Barbashev is at the left circle. Tarasenko's at the right bottom of the right circle. Vova waits for Ottinger to go down and wrists it over his glove. It's a 4-1 to victory, even though the Stars outshot us. Um, it was pretty even on possession, dead even on high danger chances. But Rick Bonus lit into his team after this game, didn't he? Oh, he did. He, yeah. said he was very upset uh, that some of his star players didn't step up in this game. Uh, I thought that while Sagan and Ben and... Is Radulov even playing this year? I think Farzana. so, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not quite as noticeable, but I really think the game turned around right in the, that uh, double minor. When Fox a high-stick Bushnevich, uh, he broke Bushnevich's tooth. Uh, and Bushnevich caught it somehow. He had it in his hand and showed it to the ref. Uh, my fiance is a dentist, and she said that he should get that bonded on ASAP, otherwise he's going to lose that tooth. Oh, now, no. granted, hockey players lose teeth I all bet they the pull time. Out and just 
put it in a fake one. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it costs equivalent to him like a penny. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably all good in the hood. Riley Damiani played in many of these games. <laughs> by the way, I've gone back and checked the stats. I'm what, so were sorry. Were you watching? No, what I'm a terrible reporter. I'm a terrible reporter. Wait a second. Did Tage Thompson win in a shootout today? He sure did. He sure did. You know what? I'm happy for Tage. I'd get a Tage Thompson, a Tage Thompson uh, Buffalo jersey. That'd be dope. He's sick. He's the best in the world. You think he builds himself up enough that then they trade him and he goes like a real team? But I feel like he goes to a real team that would be just kind of eh. Yeah. And I feel like this is for you, Tage. you got to stay with Buffalo. Be their guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the best or the worst. It's hard to say. He's the best of all of us. Um, that's right. <laughs> Uh, anything else you wanted to say about that game? Well, this is just kind of like a wrap-up of some stats from these last handful of games. Like, Lindgren with another great game uh, against Dallas. I thought he looked really good. He improves to 4-0-0, a 1.29 uh, goals against average, a .956 save percentage. Can I hear NHL Player of the Week honors in this? Right. Uh, this team's 4-0-2 since he's been recalled. Here's a, here's a quick one. Does this mean anything? For him, does this mean like for Ryan Lindgren? Yeah, like okay, maybe his career, but does that mean anything for him on the Blues? Bennington just came back. Lindgren's still the backup, you know. Who so comes back? What's the deal? What's the deal? I don't think it probably means anything. Although he's probably a little cheaper than Huso in the NHL, isn't he? Hmm. I think you probably send him down and say sorry, bud. But maybe you trade him. Maybe somebody's desperate. I've liked what I've seen, but I think it like. I mean, he's I, been I, real good. He mm-hmm. hasn't just been okay. He's yeah. been exceptionally good. Yeah, it's kind of silly to be like. But I like what I've seen. You can't be like he's Brian Elliott, you know. <laughs> but he could be Brian but he's Elliott. Brian Elliott. We're telling you, he's the next Brian Elliott. He's going to be the statistical leader. Just, like, do you ride? Like, you don't ride on Bennington's back. You use Bennington, but like. I've saw I've seen people say you start him Friday night, but that's when he turns into a pumpkin. I well, I think like. he is, I think he is starting Friday, Friday night day or tomorrow night. because I think they said Bennington still needs some more we practice. Just might. Well, what if he gets hurt or something? Who? Uh, Lindgren. Oh, then Bennington's in. Okay. I think Bennington's <laughs> gonna be his backup. Okay, gotcha. Um, I guess the we I guess we traded Gillies, so I guess we don't have an option. I just wonder if they. Fried. Ride Lindgren <laughs> until Husa's back, and then they're like, we're still going to use them until he like does turn into a pumpkin, even yeah. just like a one game. But then I feel bad, because what if like Lindgren's like, he's 7-1, and one, and we're like, okay, buddy, and Husa's ready, so see ya. And you're like, but I'm only 7-1, and one. I'm doing so well. I'm like, yeah, but you did the loss now, so we can finally <laughs> send you down, and everyone won't like hate us for it, so bye. Um I'd love for them to keep him up, but I don't. But you gotta where your loyalties lie, you know. They lie with Husa. Do they? I don't know. Eh. I don't. I mean, they don't lie. My loyalties don't lie with Husa. Husa's fine, but it's not. I don't think he's like a goalie of the future. Now you pick the guy goalie you think is the better backup the future to the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Speaking of other call-ups, though, the call-ups have been doing really great thus far. Browns, eight games played, two goals and three assists. Joshua in nine games has one goal and three assists. Walker in four games played has his four goals and one assist. 
Uh, even Matthew Pekka's got an assist here in just three games. Veterans are stepping up too. In the last nine games, Tarasenko has two goals and eight assists. O'Reilly's two and six. Pareko's two and six. So, like, everyone's clicking. I know for a while there it was kind of like the young guys were the only guys doing well along with the Russians mm-hmm. when we did have everyone here. And the problem was O'Reilly and those guys weren't, the older guys weren't really stepping up, but uh, they're stepping up as well. And in the last game, or last 10 games, the Blues are 6 1 and 3. We, I believe, are currently, I mean, I don't know who's won and who's lost, but prior to tonight, we were only two points behind the mm-hmm. Wild, and we were only four points out of first in the league. Which is kind of nuts. I think this has more to do with the league than us, necessarily. But we have dug ourselves out of a little bit of what used to be a hole. Yeah, and there's a big concern on the other side of that. Let me say one thing real fast. Um, This is too slow. I'm reading your shirt for the first time, and I will need an explanation. No explanation needed. Um, is that the branch of, of Monsanto you worked at? Oh, no. Who's Comtria? Tell me. Just, just Comtria. It's uh, where Arlene worked. Oh, okay. Used to work. Okay. Now she works at Compass. There's a bunch of seeds. Con- I've said too much. You can triangulate our location. Confluence. <laughs> and Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, Logan Brown, we complained last week or maybe two weeks ago about getting 750 in his call-up, even though the team was gutted by injuries, 918. Uh, the next time, he's played over 14 minutes each four of the last five games and a healthy 13 minutes the uh, game in between there against Montreal. Um, I think he's on the first power play unit. I think this kid isn't going anywhere. I think you can't... You send him down, now you're losing him. You yeah. send him through waivers again, he's gone. There's too many injuries, too many opportunities out there, and he's looked too good. You can't tell me you're keeping James Neal or somebody What's what I say? and you, losing this kid. As you bring people up, you're sending Pekka down. You're sending Torchenko yeah. down. You're sending Pekka down. You're sending Walker down. Then you're with Joshua Brown, because I get they like Joshua. But even then, I'm like, you're sending if Joshua, Joshua down. doesn't have to go through waivers, then you got to send Joshua down. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm like, yeah, but then when you get to the guys that used to be on this team to, for the starting roster, I agree. You're like, you've got Neil, you've got Costa and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but like, who who's doing stuff for me lately and consistently? And it's Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be awesome if he became a player on this team. Yikes. Because uh, that would just be a happy story, you know? Jeff so, Brown's at all the home games, that's apparently. Right. And he's... Stoked it to the max about it. Um, <laughs> his, his words. That's right. That's a, that's a direct quote. You told Andy Strickland that's that. That's right. And Andy People Strickland. get nervous around Andy. That's so right. they just say well, weird shit like that. Well, he's such a big that. time reporter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a hero. The Andy Strickland? Yeah, that's right. Breaker of the Nikita Nikitin trade. Um, does this actually mean anything? This stretch of games i mean it does in the fact that we have um you know 15 more points in our standing so that's great over the last 10 games but um but does it doesn't mean anything (laughs) um i don't know it's so hard to say because our team's like half we've got half our team Uh um as people come back 
like we've talked about, it's probably going to make us actually worse for a little bit because they got to get back in sync and all that jazz. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what it means because prior to this, right, when we were more healthy, we weren't quite as good. We weren't anywhere close to as good. Right. We were pretty bad. I don't know. I just don't know. This, like I said at the top, this whole season feels very uh, kind of Mickey Mouse to me. Yeah, just like every time I turn on the TV to watch any hockey game, they're that's just brand new names because it's all uh-huh. AHL players. And I'm like, okay, that's fun, that's interesting. But I'm also kind of like less enthused because I'm like, well, is that am I really watching the Carolina Hurricane? Like, are the if they lose, does it mean does it mean anything if they lose because half their team's gone? I'm like, eh, not as really. As long as Luster Reinen's there, it counts. Oh wait, he's a Panther. My bad. How he doesn't have a Listerine sponsorship is beyond. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's fun. This is an incredibly great part of the season, but I think you gotta reserve judgment until the health team's healthy again on what the team is, what Craig Berube is. A lot of stuff that we kind of thought was unanswered two or three weeks ago. This is like a fun little interlude, you know. Mm. You called a guy up from the audience, and he ended up to have he ended up having big charisma, and he stole the show. But that doesn't mean the show was actually good. Maybe the show just got lucky, you know. Mm. Maybe that Steve Martin guy that appeared on the Oh Hello Live on Netflix, maybe he was a ringer. Maybe they knew him before. Mm. He was a plant in the audience, and they knew he had extraordinary comedic talent, and they called him up anyway. They were deceiving there. I said goodbye yeah. to him later. He was back in the back in the audience. That's again. right. That's exactly right. Do you even enjoy any of this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 so much fun. I just want to see. I want the team to get healthy now, like because mm-hmm. you know this this is the kind of train that can end real brutally and real quick if if something starts to turn against the magical blues, the magical mystery blues. Tomorrow's game will be interesting because I think Dallas is going to be hungry after oh, that. Rick Bonus, Rick Bonus ripped out. up their asshole. You <laughs> sure did. I got you with that one. Only in the way a 72-year-old yeah, man could. That's right. He's got the old school. Did they say he's coached the most NHL games or some BS like that? Because that's not right. Possible. You know what got me the other day? I thought Dean Evanson was like a young man. Dean Kane. Dean Evanson, the wild yeah. coach. Oh, no, I thought old. he was like a young guy. And then they were like, well, when he coached the Sharks inaugural season, and I was like, what? Oh, he's very old. What? He's coached the Sharks inaugural season, I think. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe that was his... No, that wasn't... He He didn't coach there. He played there during that inaugural season. So that makes a little more sense. But not much. Uh, anything else you wanted to say before we got out of here? Were you looking up Rick Bonus quotes? <laughs> Ricky Bonus. I was trying to see if he had like the most most coached games in NHL history, and I don't, I don't know. You know what we're not talking about much is that the uh, Winter Classic is like two weeks away, but it's not probably, right? I was real scared because I saw Russo tweeting about it today, uh-huh. and because of all the COVID shit, I was like, oh no, are they not going to do the Winter Classic? But thankfully, it's still on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're not going to lose that money hog if they can avoid it. Um... So is he the mo- has the most games like actively? No, because what the heck? 
games coached. What did he do? Is he like, I don't understand. Stephen, help me understand. Rick Bonus? Yeah. He's old. Barry Trotz has coached the second most. But like, I don't know what it was. Did you hear this? They're like, Rick Bonus has coached like now the most games. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know. And he definitely hasn't. I don't think. At all level? Maybe like including assistant coaching? I don't know. I guess. Maybe that's it. Most. Folks, you're here for this deep, deep, deep dive. Bonus most. Coach's 2,500th career game as either a head assistant coach or a head person. That was on the 31st. So that's what it is. (laughs) As an... As an associate coach with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Bonus coached his 2,165th NHL game on February 10th, 2017, breaking Scotty Bowman's record for the most games coached in NHL history. Well, that's impressive. So as an assistant, too. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, Scotty Bowman has the most games coached as, like, head coach. Yeah. Bowman, then Quimville, then Trotz, Hitchcock, Arbor, Maurice, Ruff, Vigneault. There's a lot of current ones on here i'm kind of surprised well 82 game season and all oh yeah, yeah and plus the wheel of bodies what do you think speaking of uh like things being different from one era of hockey to the other what do you think of that like stupid hit job i don't even know it was a hit job that really crappy headline they had yesterday that was basically like if alex ovechkin uh breaks wayne gretzky's record he owes a lot of that to overtime goals and it was like i think someone was like yeah the like 10 he has or some some mm-hmm. like crazy tiny amount and then people are getting all butt hurt you know there's old people like you can't don't you don't have to shit on Gretzky like you can just say Alex Ovechkin's good you don't have to say Gretzky played against crappy goalies and I'm just like man they can both be amazing and well then just the, count the numbers that's yeah. what I mean that just can't exactly like people go like well you can't compare these two because of all these other factors and then it comes full circle where they're like, well, now we're just talking about this and that, and you can't be so mean to the other guy. He didn't play in that era. I'm like, exactly. So then just look at the number. <laughs> look at the fucking number. He had more. Crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, like, that's the weird Connor McDavid versus like Austin Matthews thing. We're like, Connor McDavid's obviously better than Austin Matthews. But guess what? You got the number two. You got the number three of all players. In the NHL, and you're like, yeah, but I think he's better than the number one guy. I'm like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. That sort of stuff drives me crazy. I mean, it's one thing if you're literally playing more games in a season, but Wayne Gretzky didn't he also play like before penalties were erased after one goal or something? Mm. Like, I don't know. There's like all sorts of stuff you could drop endless. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's all. They're always different. Equipment. You know, better ice quality. You could make endless arguments for why one guy is more impressive than another guy. Or you could just shut up and enjoy the fact that one of the supposedly unbreakable NHL records might be broken. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's what. Oh, I saw another great. uh, I think it was a Tony X tweet. So, Steph Curry got like the most three point points or whatever. Three pointers? Mm -hmm. I guess it's the same thing. Um,. All time now has the record, broke the record, mm-hmm. has the record, and then they basically the game sort of stopped. Like everyone just kind of ran out on the court and celebrated uh-huh. for like a long time, and then the game resumed like five minutes later. And I think Tony X was like, 
when Alex Ovechkin breaks like Wayne Gretzky's goal record, if he celebrates for like more than 20 seconds, they're going to call him for like delay of game. <laughs> and I was like, that would be an NHL thing to do. They would definitely be like, all right, let's celebrate. You know, the Capitals can go on the ice and hug them. Okay, everyone get back because this is a this is a 4-1 game for the Capitals. And, they, you know, we don't know if the Flyers could win this one, though. So we got to start the game now. There's only five minutes left, but, you know, here we go. It's like, no. Let them break that unbreakable record and and stop, just stop the game. The, the game's game over. It's over. Capitals win. Game's <laughs> over. <laughs> I love it if they were like down too. They're like, yeah, but the Boston's beating them like six one currently. Like, yeah, hey, Capitals win. The end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blurns ball. They just uh, this this league sucks. This league sucks. It's such a grumpy old man league, and I'm a grumpy old man, so it fits. Um, so those are my thoughts. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? No, I've thought of all my things. Any thoughts on how bad Urban Meyer sucks? I mean, he sucks. I don't know how much you paid attention, but boy, does he suck. He sucks pretty hard. It's pretty shocking how hard he sucks. Um, so with all that said, you know... More like sub... Urban Meyer. Oh, snapping on that record disc. We're getting out of here, folks. It's the 16th of December. Happy holidays. There are probably some. Is Hanukkah still going on? That started early this year. I feel like it's like. done now. It probably is. I don't know how to count to eight. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I- Christmas Eve